You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. Speaking of tripadvicecoaching.com, what happens when you go there? Well, we've changed it up a little bit. So we still have a video there that explains exactly what's going on. But now we have a calendar all set. Our goal is to talk to as many people as possible. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like the podcast isn't doing enough for you, you want to take it to a level that you feel you cannot do on your own. Maybe you've tried or maybe you don't want to try on your own because you know that it's going to take a lot longer to do it by yourself, which fact of the matter it is. If you have a coach though on your side, we will make sure that you get to where you want to be in your dating life faster. We do it every day. We've done it with thousands of guys and we're ready to help you. So when you go over to tripadvicecoaching.com, you'll see that you can book a call with my team. On that call, you will learn everything about coaching. We will see if it's a good fit for you. A guy asked me recently that I was on a call with when we were talking about coaching, you know, how come you do it that way? Like, how come someone can't just sign up on your website to do coaching? Why, you know, why isn't it like, he didn't say this, but he's, you know, I imagine he's asking like, why isn't it like Amazon? Amazon, you, you go, you see the thing and then you press buy and then boom, you get it. Well, we can't necessarily help everyone. I love to pride myself on the fact that we can. We've helped many guys of all ages, all shapes and sizes, all incomes, all heights, all races, all those great things. Uh, But that's not really the point. It's not the type of guy you are in terms of what you look like or your stats, but it's more of is coaching something that you think is going to be a good fit for you? Are you ready to do the coaching? Are you ready to do the calls? Are you ready to join a boot camp? Are you someone who's coachable? Which just means that you're ready and willing to take the advice that that we want to give you to help you. And I know you know, you could check a box, I guess, that says that you are, but it's good to talk to you. And also it's going to help you too. We can really dive in deeper than you just going, okay, boom, I'm going to sign up for coaching and let's see what happens next. No, you get to actually talk to a human about it and you get to chat about it and you get to dive deep because every guy has different problems, right? That's another thing too is, you know, we have some guys who come in and they're like, oh, I want to get my ex back. Some guys who are like, I want to get past first dates. I have some guys who are like, well, I don't get any dates at all. There's different levels, different types of guys. So we want to make sure we can help you as much as you want to make sure we can help you. Make sense? TripAdviceCoaching.com. Go over there, book a call with my team. We'll chat with you. I've been taking a lot of these calls lately too. So hell, you never know. You might end up on the phone with me on a Zoom call. We may be chatting together. So go over there right now, book a call, learn about coaching, watch that video on the page, scroll down, look at the testimonials. We add more and more every single week because guys are getting incredible results. Results that, I mean, it's insane. I've been also texting a lot of old clients, seeing how they're doing, seeing if they're interested, if they need more coaching, seeing where they're at. And I'm just getting responses back going, nope, don't need help. You help me. I'm getting married. I'm in a relationship. It is just insane what we've been able to do with guys. I know it sounds hyperbolic, uh, but it ain't. Find out for yourself, tripadvicecoaching.com. What are we talking about on today's episode? 
six sexy text messages that will make her want you. I get it. I know it sounds cheesy. It it does. But even though it sounds cheesy, it's the truth. I got some text messages that you can use that are actually going to make a woman want you more. And yes, it is the variety of the sexy kind. Okay. Not so much sexting. Okay. That's not exactly what this is, but that's the whole point. It's like the step before sexting. It's the step that allows the woman to have more of an imagination of what can happen. And when you allow the imagination to occur, you build tension. And that's what we want you to do. We should always have you building tension when you're with a woman. It comes from my TED formula for attraction, tension, entertainment, and dominance. So we'll say that today's episode is really all about building that tension. Okay. Now, disclaimer, this is not for guys who are with a girl that they just started dating where it's like the first or second date. It could be potentially depends how that first interaction went. Maybe you guys got real hot and heavy real fast. So I'm not saying a hundred percent of the time, this is only going to be for people who have been in a state of dating with the woman where it's, you know, you guys have already slept together or whatever it is. But I will say that for a majority of you that are going to be successful with these text messages that I'm going to give you are for people who have usually already slept with the woman that they're texting. They've been dating for a while and you can use it all the way from you've slept with them. You've had three or four dates all the way to hell. You're in a relationship. You're married. The whole point is, is if you do this too soon in a dating scenario, it actually might turn them off because you're being too forward too soon. And you have to understand you are a man. You are different from women. If a woman sent you this text message and you've been on one day with her, one quick coffee date, and she sent this to you, you'd probably be really excited about it. But a woman has more to filter for when she's dating a man. Yes, a woman can sleep with a man fast, but typically speaking, a woman is going to vet a little bit harder. They are more selective when it comes to sleeping with a man, getting sexual with the man. So if she sees that a guy is being ultra sexual so fast, then what's going to happen is her senses are going to go off saying, "Uh uh-oh, this guy is just interested in sex. And a woman does not want to feel used. She doesn't want to feel like a slut. She doesn't want to feel like she's just with some guy who doesn't want commitment. Again, generally speaking, I know it can be complicated because even a woman who isn't looking for a boyfriend or doesn't want a relationship, maybe she's just having a good time dating, it's still wired in her not to necessarily go for guys who are interested so fast without there having been some connection built between you guys. I know you're probably like, okay, Trip, great, get on with it. Let's get to those text messages. But I have to warn you, these are not just copy, paste, use them whenever you want. They have to be used properly. So that's why I had to give you that disclaimer. So once you're in a situation where, again, you have built a sexual connection with the woman, 
because these are not sexy text messages that build the sexual, uh, uh, they do. Let me say this. They don't spark. That's the word. They don't spark the sexual connection. They are, uh, imagine the spark is already there. The fire is already there. Now we're adding gasoline to the fire to make it more intense. That's why it will actually make her want you more. That's why these are beautifully crafted text messages that just kill two birds with one stone because they will actually build sexual tension. And at the same time, because they're, they're very dominant, which you're going to see, they're going to actually build attraction as well. So a big through line here is going to be building tension and, well, I should say from the TED formula, also showing her that you are a dominant individual, not needy. Okay, let's get into it. Here's the first one. And this is in no specific order. First one is just got home, dot, 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 what I would do to you right now. Okay, just got home, what I would do to you right now. This can be actually completely out of context. So you can literally send that to her when you get home from work. You can send that to her even after you've had a date. And even if the date ended up and resulted in in something physical. Okay, just got home, what I would do to you right now. Remember what I said, we are trying to build tension by leaving things to her imagination. Okay. Now I know that this may sound like, I don't know, Trip, that could be a little bit needy. Isn't that a little bit needy? No, not necessarily. Needy, maybe we're close to crossing that line, but not close enough where it would come off needy. Okay. Or even showing too much. Because remember, you're specifically talking about something sexual here. At least that's what's in play. You're not saying, I really need you right now. Oh, I want you right now. It's a step back from that. What I would do to you right now, right? This is meant to actually turn her on. Okay, let's go to the next one. You know that blank you wear, put that on and I'll see you in 10. This can also be out of context. This is spontaneous. It's dominant. You can use this in a few ways, by the way. You can use this before a date when you guys actually have something planned. You can also use it when no date is planned. And it might seem a little bit like, whoa, well, what if she's not available? Isn't that last minute? Like, how could you say I'll see you in 10? You're not necessarily being super literal here. Okay. You know, this is asking her for plans. Potentially, like I said, it can also be for if you guys already have plans. But if you're asking her for plans in this realm, it doesn't literally have to be in 10 minutes. If she's like, oh my God, 10 minutes, I can't get rid of that time. Or maybe she lives like farther away. It doesn't matter. It's still a way of asking her for plans. And you're telling her to put on something, right? It says, you know that blank you wear, put that on and I'll see you in 10 that's going to be something that you've seen that she's worn that's very sexy or that's very attractive. Okay. A little bit of a risk on this one potentially, because if you do send this out, but hey, listen, high risk, high reward, although I wouldn't say this is high risk, but you know, there's always a little bit of risk when you're, when you're saying things like that. 
But if you say something that she's like, oh, I don't want to wear that. By the way, that would be a little bit of a, a yellow flag. I don't know about you. If there was a woman that I was dating and I said, you know, that blank that you wear and whatever blank, again, a, a sexy outfit, a dress, lingerie, whatever it is. And she comes back to me and says like, I'll wear what I want to wear. Thanks. Or please don't tell me what to wear. She's obviously not getting it. It's like you're trying to almost semi role play like you're this dominant person and she's coming at you trying to be more dominant or equally dominant. I mean, I don't know. It's up to you, but personally, or what I've talked, what I know from guys is, you know, guys like a woman who's a little bit more submissive, a little bit more feminine in the sense where she can play along. So again, if you're into something where the woman's super dominant, obviously this is not going to work for you. Or maybe it will, if she comes back stronger, you're like, oh yeah. And you guys have this kind of like dominance fight. I don't know. Some guys are into that, but a little bit of a yellow flag for me. if She comes back and doesn't play that game. Okay. If she's just like, you know, please don't do that. It's like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe you're with a woman that maybe this was a a good test. You're not with a woman who's going to be easygoing and go with the flow. So something to think about there. So you know that blank you wear, put that on and I'll see you in 10. And then from there, try to just keep it right to the point try to make a plan. If she's like, I'm super busy tonight. Oh my God, I totally would. Whatever. Then say, um, well, let's make it happen. When are you free? You know? So keep that tension built. If it doesn't happen that night, that's fine. Do it another time. As you can see, by the way, so far, everything is direct. It's all about dominance and it's all about you being in control. Women like that. That's why the title of this episode is it will turn her on and make her want you. Let's go to the next one. You text this. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to come over, not say a word, and I'll be in control. This one's a little bit more advanced. So we're building off of this idea of dominance. This might not be one that you would even say after just sleeping with her once, possibly it depends on what that connection was. I'll let that, you know, you have to use these at your discretion. So you have to figure out like, okay, have I built enough of a sexual connection where something like this would go over decently well? Again, there's always a little bit of risk. It's not going to be the end of the world though, if she doesn't bite. But I would say for this one, a little bit more of a sexual connection because This is one where you are role-playing that super dominant, like telling her what to do. Like you're going to come over. You're not going to say a word. I'm in control. A lot of women generally like this. Okay. Women do like this. They like to be led in the bedroom. Of course, there's some what of a balance. Sometimes they like to be in control. Sometimes they don't. But most of the time, what I've found When I've talked to women, when I have done all the research I've done, they mostly like it when you are this super dominant individual. Again, I'll read the text message. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to come over, comma, or dot, 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 not say a word, dot, 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 and I'll be in control. When do you say this? You could say this spontaneously. You can say this when you know she's coming over already. 
And you can actually, if you're interested in this, role play that, right? It's like this way of saying, like, we're going to have this really intense, fun, sexual time where she comes over, doesn't say anything, and you guys just go at it, right? And have a good time. Simple as that. All right, that's number three. Let's keep going. I got three more for you. Here's number four, a different flavor. It says as follows. I had a wild dream about you and we're going to make it come true this weekend. I'll say it again. I had a wild dream about you. I had a wild dream about you and we're going to make it come true this weekend. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, it would obviously be better if you did have a wild dream about her. This one may not be one that you are comfortable to use. By the way, wild dream can be anything. doesn't have to be a literal night dream. Maybe it's a dream, a daydream. Maybe it's a dream where it's something that you've dreamt up, right? When you say, oh, I've dreamt up something that you've thought about, right? You can even play with the words a little bit. I had a wild dream. I've, I've had a wild dream. I got a wild dream. The one I have here is I had a wild dream about dream about you, and we're going to make it come true this weekend. Again, what are we doing here? Leaving things to the imagination. Dominance, we're going to make it come true. You're not asking her, do you want to make it come true? Now, this one's a little bit interesting. She might be like, uh, well, I wonder what that is. Like, I'm not ready to do anything with you, right? Even if you guys have been together and slept together a bunch of times. So, you will have to allow for that kind of reaction. If she says that, you know, comfort her a little bit, say, you know, here's a great response, by the way, if she comes back and says anything like something along the lines of that she wants to do it, but she's just a little hesitant, like, oh, well, I can't do everything, but I'm intrigued, right? So not like this harsh rejection. If it's like this kind of like, oh, I'm not sure, but I kind of want to sort of response You can say this. This is a great response. You can say, don't worry. We'll never do anything that will make you uncomfortable. Don't worry. We'll never do anything that will make you uncomfortable. So that means that she feels she should at that point feel safe with you. Okay. Obviously, I should say here, consent, consent, consent. You're not going to do anything with her on any of these dreams that you're coming up with, uh, role plays that you're coming up with that she shouldn't consent to. You know, that's uh, bottom line is you want to be with a woman who's going to say yes enthusiastically, be comfortable, and enjoy you taking the lead. That's that's the whole point. Okay. All right. So that one was, again, I had a wild dream about you and we're going to make it come true this weekend. Okay. What's the next one? It goes, tell me your craziest fantasy, and this weekend, I'll make sure it happens. And by the way, you can play with these a little bit. Tell me your craziest fantasy, and next week, we'll make it happen this weekend. Maybe you guys have plans already. So you have plans next Wednesday, next Thursday, next weekend. You can say it if you already have plans. You can also say it if you don't have plans yet. So maybe you're creating a plan. That's the whole thing with these text messages. It can go either way, which is the beautiful part about it. Tell me your craziest fantasy in this weekend. I'll make sure it happens. So I just want to reiterate 
before I go into this one, again, on the disclaimer, remember, a lot of these might seem like, wow, this is a ripped trip. These are really kind of intense. This is really pushing the envelope. It won't be if you guys already have the sexual connection. Texting is not going to be the thing. Like if you text any of these, it's not going to do much and it could backfire if you guys don't have that sexual connection and you barely know each other. Yeah, there's exceptions, but I don't talk in the land of exceptions. I'm talking in the generalities because that's where most of the data is. Okay, so in general, this won't work well if you don't have that sexual connection, okay? So don't be too afraid to use this if you do, because once you do, then she feels more comfortable around you, and then you guys are really, what you're doing is you're escalating that sexual connection, again, adding fuel to the fire on, on the spark between you two. Okay. So tell me your craziest fantasy and this weekend I'll make sure it happens. By the way, I don't recommend that you use this one or any of them for getting into a long sexting convo. You can, if you'd like, I don't know. I feel that it's even more mysterious and builds even more tension if you don't. Right. So in this one, she could easily be like, oh, my fantasy is blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, oh, and then you kind of come back and then you start to say stuff and she stuff. And now you're in the sexting convo. You know, it'd be even more powerful. She says yes to that. So again, you know, there's way there's, you know, this can go in different directions, depends on how she responds. But if she responds and submits to you and says, well, here's my craziest fantasy then you'll say, consider it done, period. That's it. Consider it done. Now, she might not say that. She might say something. Well, she could say, like, I'm not comfortable with you yet. And then you now you'll know that you uh, were a little bit off. You were a little bit off on, on when you should be using this. Um, but she also might say, like, um, that's for you to find out or something like that. Okay, cool. She's playing the game, building more tension. Then you'll just say something like, consider it done, or I can't wait, or looking forward to it, period, whatever it is. Okay, so try to go with it a little bit. It's like improv, like see how she responds, go with it a little bit, go from there, okay? Here's the last one. And I'll say with this one, it's uh, it's the most direct one. It's the most direct one that you could say, and I like it and it builds a lot of tension because it is not overtly at all going sexual. So it's very discreet and it's very simple too. You're going to text her, get over here, period, now, period. If you want, I'm not a big emoji guy. This one is so cryptic that it wouldn't hurt you to put maybe a wink face, maybe a devil smiling emoji so she gets it. You don't have to. That's just a suggestion. If you think that's too cheesy or you're like, okay, I'm I'm over 50, I'm not using emojis, that's fine. You don't have to. And you could just be, get over here, period, now, period. It's a bold one. 
as you can see, something that would be a little bit too direct and intense if you didn't have that connection plus sexual connection with her. So that's why you want that. And again, when can you use it? Same thing. You can say it before a date. You can say it if you don't have any dates planned. It's just very dominant and there is a sexual undertone. That's why this is, in fact, a sexy text. There is a very powerful sexual undertone. And the more that there's undertone, the more tension that's built, the more tension that's built, the more turned on she will be because women are more turned on by the tension. We teach you how to build tension and how to be more dominant. We teach my TED formula in the Trip Advice Accelerator Coaching Program. Like I said earlier, tripadvicecoaching.com. I know that there are a lot of guys who are hesitant to want to even get on a call with my team because they think, oh, well, I can't invest in that right now. But we do have a financing program that allows guys who make over $25,000 per year and have a credit score of over 550 to be able to get financing where they can pay as low as $140 per month. It's funny, as I say this out loud, it sounds like I'm a, I'm a car lot selling car. 0% APR financing, no money down, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, either way, it's great. We do have financing. It helps. Guys, uh, guys have been taking us up on it and they're so glad they did because it gets you into the coaching program right away and allows you to you know, pay it down over very low monthly installments. So come over to tripadvicecoaching.com, book a call. We can chat about it. And now I want to go to the questions, the Q&A portion, which I feel like it's been a while since I've done this and I'm really excited to, to hop back into it because I love the Q&A and I love seeing a full list of questions that my man Joe, who's on the team here at TripAdvice, he gets all the emails and he puts them in a nice document for me and then I get to answer them here. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. And for those of you who want your questions answered, you can email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question that I know it's here for the podcast and I'll answer it like I'm going to do right now. This one is from Josh. Hey, Trip. This is Josh from Indianapolis. First, thanks for all of your content. I find it helpful to listen to not only for the dating advice, but also general life advice for being a man in today's climate. I was on vacation in Florida not too long ago and did my very first cold approach at the airport. She was nice. We had casual conversation, but it didn't lead to acquiring any number as she was flying to Dallas and I was flying back home to Indy. Regardless, I was proud I did the cold approach as that was the main goal. I'll stop here real quick, Josh. Fuck yeah, dude. Good work. I love that. You are clearly listening to the advice as the cold approach being the main goal. Love it. Okay, he continues. My question is, over how to a cold approach when going up to a vendor type environment where attractive women are working and selling products. I was at a music festival in Florida and there was one tent I went into with a friend 
And there were lots of women I wanted to approach, but I didn't know really what to say that would not come off in the same way as every other guy they encounter that tries flirting with them. I know you've mentioned starting a conversation over what they are doing, wearing, or holding, but do you have any tips for this type of scenario that can help with flirting and showing interest? I know in this context, I have to be unique in my approach. Otherwise, I'm just another guy they talk to. Thanks again for all the advice and help. Cheers, Josh. All right, Josh, here's what I got for you. Now, what I'm going to say to you is maybe not the most unique thing. What I might tell you to do could be done by other men. Let's not worry so much about trying to stand out. Let's focus on what works. Okay, so don't worry about I need to be different from all the other guys. I get what you're saying, though. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying not to be you're trying not to do something as to, you know, them being like, okay, here we go again, another guy, blah, 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 blah. So I do have the answer to that, but also just again, let's focus on what works. That's the most important thing. So first of all, you have to remember what this situation is. I remember back in the day when it came to uh, pickup advice. So this was when I was learning about how to meet women, there was a lot of pickup uh, tricks and techniques. And and so they would call this hired guns. I don't remember why they called it hired guns. I'm sure I can do a quick Google search, but for, either way, they call them hired guns. Like how to approach a hired gun? How do you approach uh, a woman who is working? How you're going to do that is in this specific instance, in this, in this circumstance, you want to be going and starting a conversation with her Maybe it's, yeah, not about holding, wearing, doing. Actually, you could do holding, wearing, doing. I would even maybe start the conversation of whatever it is that they're there for, whatever the, the what they're selling, whatever it is, like getting a conversation about that. That's how you're going to stick out, by the way, a, li- a little bit, a little bit. And then from there, as fast as possible, you're going to move on to a different topic about them. You're actually not going to be flirting too much. I know that sounds crazy because I talk about this all the time. Like you should be flirting, flirting, flirting. Make sure you flirt fast. I even put a video out recently called why you should be flirting fast with women. This is just one of those exceptions. It's a little bit different because these guys, these women are getting hit on so much. So in order to stand out in this specific circumstance, what we're going to do is we're going to start actually general conversation with them. We're going to just chat with them and get into a conversation, not too much, not too much about what it is that they are selling. So we start that way. We move on from that fast. You're Again, remember I said earlier, like you want to do what works. You're technically doing that anyway when you're doing cold approaches, that's kind of the same thing. You might flirt a little bit faster on the cold approach, but it's on a cold approach on a random woman, not a vendor, but it's kind of the same thing. You're going up, you're starting a conversation and then boom, you, you know, you start to flirt eventually, but you, you're just kind of having normal, generic, boring, whatever conversation just to get the conversation started. So here we do that. We hold on the flirting. We get into conversation And the conversation in itself almost acts like flirting because you're not normally going to be talking to a hired gun about anything other than what they sell. 
if that makes sense. But once you put the flirt on too heavy, in this case, in this specific case, like a music festival, then that's where you're going to be like every other guy who's just like trying to hit on her right away because they don't have much time. So we go into the conversation. Maybe we ask about something that's they're selling or whatever it is. And then you can go into anything else. So you could say, what are some good, some good bars around the neighborhood that you like to go to? What are some restaurants you like to go to? Like you're asking advice. Like we're just moving on from the fact that she is someone that's selling you. I don't know, whatever it is. I wish you gave me some examples, but I guess it doesn't really matter too much. So we're starting to ask their opinion on stuff or moving away from what they're selling. And then we might even move into, so I'm curious, like, is this what you do full-time? Is this like a full-time gig? Now we're not talking about what she's selling. We are talking about what she does for work, but it's not what she's selling. It's just getting to know her a little bit. And we throw a little bit of this out there so that we can listen to what she says and bite on to bringing the conversation somewhere else. This is where the practice comes in with having these conversations, with cold approaches, with being improvisational, okay? Because that's what we're doing here. So the game of this improv is let's talk to these women, get to the fastest point of outside of what? outside of her sales and what she's selling, get to know her a little bit. You do this for about four to six minutes. Actually, I know it kind of sounds like a lot, but that's usually what it takes. If you can get into this conversation with her about four to six minutes, or if you have to go, you can just pull the trigger and you close. So you say, listen, I actually got to run, but you actually seem pretty cool. We should grab a drink sometime. What if I grabbed your number and we grabbed a drink? Or what if I I grab your number, we go get a bite to eat sometime? Any variation of that is fine. So what does that do? That makes you stand out because you're actually having a normal conversation with her, not about what she sells. You're not overly flirting with her right away where it's, it's just, it's flirting at that point with no substance. I wouldn't even want you to do that with a girl you're walking down the street with either. You got to have a little bit of normal connection before you can start flirting so heavily because there needs to be trust. That's why, as I say all the time, you need to pepper in the flirting, right? You're just kind of sprinkling it in. It's happening a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, not the entire time. Too aggressive, you'll get shut down, you'll get blown out. I'm trying to think of exceptions to that rule. Because I know that there are times where you can get away with that in a very loud club. You can get away with that. I think that still doesn't happen too often. You will get rejected most of the time, but it is another way of approaching, uh, doing cold approach. Like going to a club where it's hyper energy, lots of hormones being flown about and you know you go up to a woman super confident you get super close to her and you just get intense with the flirting but you know what as i'm saying this i'm realizing why that works so well that works so well because she's probably wasted and there's not much logic to the situation it's just this guy coming over super flirty that would not go over well 
in a scenario like this, where she's working in a scenario where she's at a coffee shop or wherever she is, when you're doing a cold approach during the day, let's say, or at an airport, you know, so I don't want to get too in the weeds here because if I give you too much, like this is how you approach the girl at the coffee shop versus at a club and versus at the airport versus the girl who's working. I give you too much of that. You're going to get two in your head. You're not going to do any approaches. So either way, I still wanted to give you an answer there. I hope that helps. That's the hired gun approach for a woman who's working at a loud festival where things are kind of happening so fast and she's probably getting a lot of attention. You could do the same thing with other hired guns too. It's the same concept where if it's a waitress, a bartender, whatever, is getting into conversation, talking about getting to know them versus talking too much about the job or what they're selling you, the food, if they're a waitress, drinks, yada, yada. So that way it's a nice get to know you session with a smooth transition out of it. And it gives them the opportunity to say, you know what? Okay. This guy was pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll give him my number. Let's answer the next question from anonymous high trip, longtime listener, first time writer here. I'm grateful for your podcast. I'm writing to you because I wanted your thoughts on a situation. I'm taking salsa dance classes at a dance studio and there's someone I'm interested in at the classes. I got her number and suggested we should go to a salsa social sometime. I'd like to ask her out on a date soon. However, I'm not sure if I should wait to build a friendship first over time at the classes and social socials. I don't know what that means and social socials and then asking her out later down the line. I'm apprehensive about asking her out too soon because she seems a bit shy. And also, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable going to the dance studio since we both attend classes there. What do you think? Should I ask her out or play the long game? Your thoughts would be appreciated. Cheers, Anonymous. All right. A lot of different routes here. First of all, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And I've said this quite a bit is, yeah, you don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying you will make her feel uncomfortable, but you don't want to necessarily risk that because you're going there to salsa dance. That's why you're there. I understand that when you do some of these hobbies, guys, and when you do extracurriculars, this is a way to meet women and that's fine. But understand that if you're going to be in a situation like this or like a co-ed league where you're meeting a woman and then you're hitting on her, just be prepared for the consequences. Are you going to be able to handle that? You know, you got to, what if you guys go on a date and she says yes, and then it doesn't work out, then it's uncomfortable after that. So you got to be choosy with where you're going to be asking women out. For you, Anonymous, in a salsa dance class that you go to, this is something that I would say long game. And I know that's funny because if you listen to the podcast a lot, which you have, Anonymous, you know that I'm not big on on long game. In fact, I hate the long game, but let me explain. You know, if you're interested in a woman like this, it's got to happen supernaturally. I don't want it to be forced. It's going to be a, you know, and, and, and maybe it will happen right away, but it, it all depends on the connection. Like if you guys build this awesome connection inside of, of these salsa dance classes, maybe it happens in a couple of weeks, maybe it's several months, maybe it's a year. 
Once that connection hits, so I guess, you know, I'm taking back what I said. Maybe it's not a long game. Typically it will be. But whenever that connection hits, then at that point, I think it'd be fine to ask her out. But if that connection doesn't hit, just focus on the salsa dance class. That's why you're there. You know, and also, I want you to be dating other women and meeting women in so many other places that it just lends itself to that. You're, you know, think about it this way. I'm trying to get you to think from the abundant mindset. So imagine this, the man from the abundant mindset. So that means that he is actually meeting and dating other women. So he's texting, he's meeting up with like three to four different women at once. And then he goes to his salsa dance class and he goes, wow, there's this, this cute girl here. I might be interested in her. Hmm, let's see what happens. And then he goes to a couple classes and maybe they hit it off a little bit, but nothing crazy happens. Well, in that guy's mindset, he knows that he enjoys going to the salsa dance classes. So why would he want to risk any sort of uncomfortability, anything just happening that's going to ruin this nice little hobby he has when he's got three or four other women that he's texting? So even if you're not in abundance, you want to try to get into what would be the abundant mindset so you can think about how would I act as if, right? How would I act as if a guy who had abundance? Because guys who are not in abundance go, I have no girls I'm dating, but I happen to be working with a girl. I happen to be going to salsa dance class with a girl. I happen to be whatever it is where there's a girl who's in close proximity that even though it might be super uncomfortable, if I see them again, I still want to go for it because that's all I have. Right. (laughs) And I know anonymous, you're not, you're not crying to me here. I don't know exactly your situation, but yeah, any situation where it's literal risk. Okay. Literal risk. Like work is a literal risk. Like things could happen where it's like sexual harassment, cases, you get in trouble at work, you get fired, you have to see the girl again and again, it's uncomfortable. You go to this salsa dance class, every time you go, you feel uncomfortable now because you asked that one girl out, so now it's weird and now your mindset just can't change and you got to change. Now it's like, great, you got to go to another salsa dance class, blah, 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 blah. That's why I say, I'm not saying no, like just don't ever talk to any girls in your co-ed hobbies. And No, of course, like If it happens, it happens. Like, let it happen like supernaturally. Where it comes to a point where you guys have had so much fun conversation after class, you've talked a lot, you have this like strong connection. And then it's like, well, yeah, at that point, you kind of know what's going on. And even if you don't, you're super into her at this point because you've really gotten to know her. You're not just basing this off of looks. And then boom, you go for it. And it was worth the risk because enough time was spent and the connection was made. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Hope that helps. Here's another one from Steven. I'm 40 years old, 40 years old, and from Honolulu, Hawaii. I've been broken up for a little over a year from a five-year relationship and want to get back out there and approach girls. I'm also on dating sites, get matched, and talking off and on with girls. We would talk off and on, but about four to five days later, nothing. Some girls would message me and they tell me to add them on Instagram or Snapchat. I'll tell them I have neither, and then they unmatch me. 
Is that the reason why they unmatch me? Should I mention why I don't have those apps? I deleted them because I got hacked. Much appreciated, Stephen. Oh, my fellow millennial, my, my fellow brethren, here's what's going on, bud. These girls who are asking you to add them on Instagram or Snapchat are bots or they are fake people, right? So there are people out there who will start Instagrams and Snapchat. Sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it is. They want you to follow them there so that they can then sell you something like an OnlyFans or I don't know, whatever it is. If you don't believe me, find out for yourself. I guarantee any of these women that have Instagram or Snapchat, they're either an influencer, they're trying to get followers. You can tell that they have an Instagram that's like trying to bring in followers so they get more followers for whatever it is. It all comes back to money. They're trying to make money from you, whether it is directly or indirectly. Directly meaning like OnlyFans pay for whatever, or indirectly meaning they're trying to get followers so then they have followers, they grow an Instagram account, and then they can, you know, I don't know, do ad deals and blah, 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 blah. So I teach this in my online domination program. Also, I teach this in the coaching program is you really want to filter out for women who are highly interested in you. And those are the ones that are going to want to meet up with you. So these women that are not, and by the way, this is why I love this system because it includes all these women who are wasting your time, who are fake, who are bots, money grubbers, whatever it is. If any of these women aren't real, they will not meet up with you. So that's why when you're texting them or messaging them, I should say, on the app, and then you move that to a phone number, and then you move that to an in-person meetup, you're filtering all of the noise and nonsense and garbage out automatically, including the Instagram and Snapchat girls. So don't worry about having Snapchat or Instagram. You don't need that. It does help in some ways, but you don't need it. In fact, it can hinder your progress because if you're a guy who's like, oh, I have Instagram, I've been on it for years, but you don't have a great Instagram. There's not a lot of good photos of you on there. And then you give them your Instagram or you connect it to the dating profile. Then they go on there and they see more photos of you. And then they just are not interested because they saw something. It's like, you're only as attractive as your least attractive photo. That's why you only want to have about three to six photos maximum, depending on the app. So therefore... You don't need to worry too much because you can easily get dates from women who are not trying to look at your Instagram or snap with you. Those are fake. Highly recommend that you, Stephen, really look into the coaching program or at least get the online domination program. Those links will all be in the description and the show notes. You can check that out. Yeah. So your question is, is that the reason why they unmatch you? No, they unmatch you because they know that you're not someone who is going to put money in their pocket. So should you mention why that you don't have those apps? No, you can just unmatch them. So if a girl's asking for Instagram, Snapchat, just unmatch them, delete them, move on and focus on women who are just ready to either text you from you giving them their number or they give you their number because you've asked and then you text them and they're willing to meet up.
easy peasy. And that's how you deal with most uh, catfishes as well. I sure hope that that helps. Thanks for writing in. You can email me trip at tripadvice.com. You can put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question here on the podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. Hope you learned something today. This was a really fun episode for me. Use those text messages and remember the disclaimers I told you. If you don't, rewind, listen to it again. I got so many great topics coming up, so stay tuned. Way more to come. Glad you're still here. We're just rolling in these episodes. This is 750-something, and I got no plan on stopping. Let's get this to 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. I'm here for you, brothers. I got you. Talk to you soon.